Okay. City participation in the housing development. Right. So we do have something to go through as as a as a proposal from our uh, from our council uh, housing uh, committee. Uh, Dale and, and Whitey and the mayor and I, and that's that. Uh, this on page 33. So this would be a policy that says that the the city would participate with private developers in in residential subdivision, with the the overarching concept on this being that the city would participate uh, with financial assistance that is based on the property taxes to be anticipated to be paid by that development over the next 20 years. Okay, so, and we've seen those, uh, uh, the scenarios that, that we've used about determining what those property taxes would be. So we're looking at, at these property taxes then over the next 20 years. Okay, this, the, the model that we've used though, uh, it, uh, it, in this example, for both for both Brotherton development and, and for Lakewood Partners development, we would assume three housing units built per year um, out there in, in each one of the developments. Okay, so you, you consider three housing units per year that they are entitled to uh, tax abatement. And, and ultimately that, uh, of course, uh, takes down the, the amount of property taxes that are that are paid over the line. So we're looking at uh, at this 20 years, okay? And then just uh, several assumptions on that value of the land and structure does not change. In in our financial model, the value didn't change. Residential rollback was constant at 54%, and the city tax levy uh, in this model remained constant at seven dollars and twenty nine cents. And again, all the houses were eligible for tax rate. So out of this. The anticipated revenues off of 20 years worth of taxes then, out of that, the city would install water, uh, water service, would install electric service, would install uh, street lighting then, all, all three at, at city expense. And then there would be an additional financial incentive to be paid then for each housing unit constructed. Okay, so the total amount of the water system, electric, street lighting, and the financial and incentive then would not exceed the anticipated property taxes to be collected over those 20 years. Be the numbers that we've used for for each one of these developments then for for the uh, for the Brotherton uh, development then uh, the number is 500,000 and for Lakewood Partners it was 250,000. And that again that is based on the the number of units and the anticipated value of the homes to be constructed there. So the Brotherton uh, uh, property had would propose to have additional uh, higher higher valued homes that generates uh, generates additional property taxes. So the the incentives then paid as follows: that we'd participate in the infrastructure installation while the infrastructure is going in. We'd do water, uh, electric, and street lighting. Okay, and the remaining incentive is paid to the developer then as the as the subdivision develops. So it, it is an incentive for infrastructure installation, but it's paid when uh, with the groundbreaking for, for each unit. Um, with noting that the incentive, this, this infrastructure incentive is paid to the original developers. We maybe saw a lot 
to um, to somebody else, and then they're building their house. You know, a year later, when when they break ground, there's still an, an incentive payment that would go, but it go to the original developer. Okay, so based on the on the estimates for water, electric, and street lighting, the anticipated uh, per unit incentive then to be paid at groundbreaking, and for Brotherton development, be ten thousand dollars per unit, and Lakewood is about four thousand dollars per unit. And then that is our anticipation of three per year, but if they do five one year, we're still doing the 10. The 10th, like the president of the example, if they did five in the first year, we'd still be 10,000 per All right. five, right. however many is breaking ground. Sure. Can somebody buy a lot and not build on it? Just yeah. so they have the thing. What happens then? They don't get the incentive until the house is built. Is there, is is there a rule in if you buy a lot to be building one in such and such a time? Or? Page 34, then just a couple other things here that the financial incentives, of course, they'd be set forth in the development agreement. A couple other components then that would be built into the development agreement and they deal with the specifications for streets, which so the street uh, specs would be higher than than that spec that's in our subdivision code right now. But we would say street width 31 feet from back back of curb to back of curb, seven inch uh, PCC pavement, six inch crushed stone compacted subbase, and eight inch uh, corrugated subdrain. When Brotherton's had prepared their their costs originally, they included all of that stuff in in theirs. The Lakewood proposal did not, so that would would have some additional cost. Although I'm not sure what the width of the street was you proposed. Yeah. And I'd say we we would um, the committee's going to going to recommend that we would add a different spec and be thirty one feet. And then my the last uh, uh, paragraph there that the the city would agree to apply to Sac County for some additional funds. So we got some guidance about from Sac County about the potential use for some ARPA funds, and we do have applications that we could could submit to that. And it would be proposed then that we would apply to Sac County for uh, $100,000 for each of the developments. Okay, no guarantees on what that might ever amount to. What's the uh, council thinking on, uh, on the committee's work? Good job. Cover everything pretty much accurately there, though? I think so. Just you know, we talked about when they start building it. Do we want to have it in a certain phase? You know, like the roof's on, and now we can pay it. You know, it's going to get completed. Whereas you know, they get started with the cement, and maybe that's the end of it for a while. So I, I, I'm just tossing that out. I'm not throwing a wrench into it, but I'm just kind of curious about. Yeah, I guess the the initial proposal here would is basically that it would be paid be paid to the developer at groundbreaking. Okay, that's why I'm just wondering if there you know, starts three houses and that's great, but we'll see it. If they don't go any further. 
Okay. And we had some discussion on curb or California curb. Uh, like where Chris lives, you know, that's a flat drive out there that everybody's a lot of people afford extra cement out there to add parking next to the road, which is great. We get a curb, but that's not an option. But somebody was really instrumental in wanting curb. So <laughs> um, so over on Harris's street, we got the uh, uh, spec house. Yep. That street over there, I believe, is only 25 feet. 27 was like 27. 27. Yeah, it's narrower than the road. So that was on each side. And, I mean, no, I understand that that's narrow, but the, uh, the 29 gives you that two feet you're talking to. And I'm only looking at this like that's 1,500 feet, yeah. two foot wider. That we definitely understand <laughs> that. We don't want to have a problem in the future. And that we're trying to do everything we can do. Right. Um, and we can't give away the farm. I mean, we went out 20 years, which I think is a pretty good. Time frame for the back to Jerry. You know, hopefully the street class. But I was basing those numbers on myself. So yeah. So that that's why we went to the 31 foot. We want to make sure an emergency vehicle, cars are parked on both sides, and we don't want the cops being called out there all the time. Hey, I can't get through. My neighbors having a party, it's a street block. For anyone that's that issues. Is that 31 feet? Is that uh does that uh, only extend into the, the easement on each side of that street then? Or is the homeowner going to have to give up more of that? Uh... Uh, the the right-of-way would still be 50 feet. So it just extends into the easement. Yeah. And actually, the street's actually were 30 feet wide, really, because you got the six-inch curve of this. So. Right. I mean, still have to give up a foot. Yeah. No, I understand that. That's making sure. Yeah. Yeah, so is the, is the council ready to, to take action that this would to endorse this this policy recommendation from the committee? Well, I got, I got Walton. Okay. Walton. Yes. Frank. Yes. Smaller. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Thank you. Yes. That's off to the committee. All right. So we're, we're good to go. And I can get you that, that information. Then we can, can come over sometime. We can sit down and talk to her. That's a very fair. When we have that ready, do you think? Tomorrow. It's done. Yeah, and it's I can just do that printed off for you. Okay. <laughs> Or yeah. and that's very good. Probably some other stuff. You'll probably want to try back and get these from yeah, the other the other stuff from Scott on the anticipated cost for the water, the electrical street lighting. We have all that cost. That we have anticipated what they're going to be updated figures for their cost. So I guess I do have a question when you yeah. talk about these figures. This being private development like this, even though it's going to be turned back over to the city, as long as we meet those specifications of what is required, we don't have to go out and put this thing out to to like a public bid and and, and all that. Like that becomes on us. Then the other scenario that I was presenting was. Well, it's, it's basically city funded, and then you'd have to go out. Right. So 
the developer. Yeah. Yep. And one thing I don't know if we talked about, but one thing we did talk about is the city is participating more than our normal. Where we will have the stipulations in our development agreement on both of these. Um, like for you guys, for example, if you're selling a lot to Jeff Ross, you can't make Jeff Ross buy everything from all that. Country. And if Lakewood Partners is doing theirs, they can't say you have to hire me to build that house because he's a builder. And he sells a lot to Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross can hire John Meredith to build it. Does the city participate in that? Did you say if it's above you, what this is? This extra incentive that we're doing, and it just takes that 500,000 from 100, it's like 250,000 years, I think. That like a, well, well, it's a total of 500,000 because we've got the electric on your deal, your, our, your electric, your water is anticipated at 181,000 costs to the city. And your electric cost is at 78,000 to the city for us to put everything in. Includes the street lights. So you take them two numbers off of that 500,000. That's the extra money we have left that we're throwing at you in the incentive payments of 10,000 per deal. So when we're doing that, we want to make sure we're fair to the people in town. So whoever buys that lot isn't tied down. That it's a free lot. The city's participating in the development, and we want no strings attached to that. Does that make sense? If you sell the lot to Jeff Ross, Jeff Ross. You can't tell him you got to buy everything to the like one for You guys build out the equity side for you. You don't have a lot to do that. He wants it to be right in the middle. This is hypothetical. Yes, it's a hypothetical situation. And we did the same thing with Scott Lyman as part of the Lakewood Development Group. He's a home builder. You know, so if we're participating in that, we want Jeff Ross to be able to get whoever he wants to build that house and build that future house. He's the developer, but he can also build in there too. So that makes sense. Yeah. You talked about the electrical platform last time when we were in here. You were talking about not having enough, enough transformers to do these developments. Where do you stand on that? I mean, how does that play out in timelines here? He sent the ones that we had on hand to get in and get rebuilt. As soon as they come and get them. Yeah, they were supposed to come down two weeks ago. Their truck, they called, so the truck was full, and they have not come contact me back. But so that's I got I got a dozen of them being there to be rebuilt. So you're not going to use no dozen where on that development area. Would they be ready for this year immediately? I'm sitting in pretty good shape as far as depending on who's all going to really build this year. We're looking at, well, I was talking with the engineer when he was here. We went out to East End and the Terrell Landing. We're looking three to four transformers there. Not a problem. Probably somewhere around four to five in your guys' development. I've got, I don't know, 50 KBAs. I've got eight or nine on hand right now. Plus, I'm going to have three or four rebuilts coming back. I think we'll be in good shape. Okay. Yeah. We feel pretty comfortable. Provided we don't have some catastrophic something happen that, you know. You know one of the things that went through our head after that last meeting, well, you, you talked about, well, maybe I could give 
one over here and one over here. You just start. I'm not a favor in piecing in the electric into a development area anyways. I want to go in and have it laid out, have it in there. I don't like having to come back across somebody else's lawn that's got their lawn done. So somebody does some work out there it looks like big enough that sewer line. Was that the city that did that? You just located? Yeah. You did that? Um, we're waiting. This week, we've got a GPS locator that has it all on there, but it's not updated. we got a guy coming to do that hopefully Thursday or Friday. We'd want to pinpoint it. Um, if we still can't find it, I waited for, we're on a list to get a camera where we can go in one manhole and start finding all the manholes and then check out the sewer as we go. I think that's what we really need to do. <laughs> What are the existing issues with that line? We know we're getting into infiltration into that line because that lift station runs. And there's nothing on that lift station except the 30 acres can't run this closed right now. So we know there's something getting into that line. We just don't know where and how bad. One of the questions we asked from the very beginning was that that pump. Would be able to handle that development. And the answer we got was yes, but I, I don't know any more than that. You know, will it actually is the size big enough? Mm -hmm. The lines going goes to what Chapman Hill <coughs> across the lake, or something like that. All yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's, it's, and I, and I, I'm still still on board with that notion. If we won't have any problem handling sewage. Too. Okay. If we do, it's the city's responsibility. Yeah. Right. It's not going to go back on you guys. Just as long as you don't have all these units out there, and all of a sudden it becomes our problem. Right. You know? yeah. We're at the city council meeting. We just stated it's our issue. Unless, of course, you want it. Yeah, unless you want it. Read a little bit Any more questions? Right. But you, you'll, you'll want to come and get this copy too. Thank you. You need, yeah, I'll get you those costs and I'll show you that property tax model about how we figured that. Yeah, I'll, or if you, or if you hang I'll out see if I can make it over tomorrow. Okay. Sounds good.